Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Weekly Daily Podcast. My name is Chris, a.k.a. Necronominoms. Joining us, as always, is our co-host, Beck. Hello, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? Doing pretty good. Can't compl- complain. Um, I don't even know what games to talk about. What games have you been up to? Um, Mostly the same old. I played a bit of uh, Omega Strikers. Uh, uh, yes, last night, actually. It was... um pretty fun i had some pretty great moments myself which is again not very uh common for me have we talked about mega strikers here before we have briefly i do remember uh for for those who don't know it's a 3v3 game but it's sort of moba ish but it's basically just like air hockey with moba characters uh it's very chaotic and very fun uh i am having a surprising amount of fun with it and also um like I said, I had some pretty crazy like trick shot moments where I was fully surprised. Uh, granted, I was playing a character that I think is very good. Uh, her name is Juno. She's uh, like a slime girl who like drops a bunch of slimes all over the map. Uh, pull You can pull off some really cool stuff with her. Uh, that being said, I ended the night by uh, playing a game where we went into overtime and I scored the last goal on ourselves. So I had to immediately just log off so like an uninstall moment that's uh that's like just delete my system 32 that's just i could just be done with everything forever after that never show my face in public again absolutely i was sad <laughs> yeah yeah i've never uh played that game i just have too many three-player games going on right now for me to like get invested in another one like like battle passes and stuff like for apex and other games where I'm just like, I just need to do these games right now. I can't be just playing another one. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's the common problem where there's just like too many games to play in general. Um, I'm always feeling that at all times. Yeah, I will say if I didn't have any battle passes going on, I wouldn't care. I would just install it and try it. But like the fact that I do, I'm just like, I got to go do these things. Yeah. That makes sense. Even like, even though like Splatoon technically has a battle pass. I don't know if people know this, but it's called the catalog. Even though you don't buy into it, it's still there. And that's still another thing I would rather be doing instead of playing another new game. Yeah, I was only familiar with it long enough to get the the first emote we got. um, The the drip one that we call it. Mm -hmm. So that I could match y'all. Yep, that was pretty much it. (laughs) <laughs> hmm. yeah uh i don't know do you have any other games that you played or yeah i had one last demo i played from next fest which ended up making me uh salty but that? uh friends versus friends oh did you end up listening to the opening of that i actually didn't i remember you mentioned it to me and i didn't actually get to it you can probably find it on YouTube, but it has a really cool opening. Like it, it's, it's like kind of like alternative style music, and then it kind of goes into like a more upbeat thing. But it's very violent. It has this like really nice art style, and uh, it's a first-person shooter for anyone who doesn't know. With um, deck building, which is weird. So it's normally one v one or two v two, and the the gist of it is like. You, you have this deck of cards, and as you lo- load into your, like, so like a 1v1 match, uh, your deck of cards will pop up, and it'll, well, not in your deck, you'll draw a hand, and it'll be however so many cards, 
and you can order them however you want and just use them. And some of them are like, make your opponent have a big head, or you can now double jump, or it'll swap out your gun, because normally you just have a pistol, except for the one character who starts with a, like a more automatic, uh, like Russian-style uh, like Uzi type of gun. Yeah. And... One of them is like you get gigantic and you're huge and you have this big health pull, but like you're easy, you can be easily headshotted, but you're massive. <laughs> Bullets are massive <laughs> and stuff. Uh, I won so many games just off the back of just getting huge. Uh, the reason it made me salty is because in my first game, that's a, it's like a it's whoever gets the three wins first and you're one of you ones. And I got to the like we my opponent and I both had two wins, and I was so close to killing the person, and they just killed me in the last second. I was like, dang it! And then I went on like a ten losing streak, ten ten character losing streak. Like, oh man! Yeah, I was so salty. And then the last one I won, I think I just won it like three to zero. I destroyed the person, but like a lot of my games, people destroyed me. Uh, but it's a really cool game. It's uh, you can't play anymore. The demo is over, so uh, the release date is to be announced. But uh, it's very unique and there's there was like i think like five or six characters each one had like a different ability that they just started like with one like i think there's like aim assist in it and one of the characters just straight up had slightly better aim assist right off the bat it was like called like keen eyes or something the character i played a lot was like i think the moose person and they just innately had double jump uh there was another character who just had a slightly bigger health pool which was a card like all of these are cards you can just use and you just gain that ability but these characters just inherently have them there was one where since i was playing as the mo- the moose person who just has double jump you can literally make it so your opponent can't dump- jump anymore and like i was like oh no this is my whole thing and if you can't jump anymore you get stuck in certain places like you just can't jump over like the little lip of something so people can just kind of like know you're stuck and they'll just like pot shot you and stuff uh yeah fun time I wish I got to play like the TV two of it, or at least play it against a friend. But, uh, yeah, that was my last like next fest game, and that was the only other game I think I played that was different. Yeah, uh, I will say I did play some uh, games, other games, but uh, for next fest. But I have a unique talent of like sometimes just like picking the bad games, um, <laughs> the ones that just aren't as polished or finished. Yeah, like. I, that's why, like, they're not really worth mentioning. There was one game, uh, I think it was called Mist Slayer. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw it, and when I opened it up, it was basically, like, fully... It felt like it was fully just uh, put together from the asset store. Like, that's how it felt. Like a like a, uh unpolished Unity game where they just, like, threw stuff in from the asset store and just went off of that. Like, that's how it felt. Uh like even you could tell by like the font of uh like the the words and stuff. Yeah. Uh stuff like that where it's just like this is not fun or interesting. Uh <laughs> I I find games like that uh, unfortunately. So I didn't really find anything super interesting to talk about uh from the little demos that I played. Right. Right. I mean, that's fair. That's going to happen whenever you're playing stuff. Yeah, like, when you go down a list and just kind of randomly pick stuff, you're going to find a few duds. Absolutely. Which is, like, not... I, I, I feel it's unfair to say, like, they're duds or something, but, like, some games just aren't finished. And yeah. you're just going to get a game that's just, like, well, I completely tell that this is just very early access. 
and it's right. just like really rough. Like I, I think every game I played like had like glitches or something. Like even though I talked high praise of the Witch Knight or Night Witch, Night Witch, um, oh, well, the other game I played on Next Fest, like I still found like glitches where I like I just had to close the game out because I got stuck in a screen and like with this like friends versus friends game i was getting shot through a wall at one point and i was just like is there, are they shooting me through grates or is it just they just clipping through the wall <laughs> like <laughs> stuff's gonna happen but like sometimes you just play a game and you're just like this is rpg maker assets and uh hopefully this plays well and then sometimes it's just very bland yeah yeah i will say how i found the friends versus friends game um it was through the night witch game where like the developers recommended Friends vs. Friends, and then I played Friends vs. Friends, and there was an ad on the one map on the wall for the Night Witch. And I was like, whoa, that's, that's cool. really cool. I think a bunch of Next Fest games were, that were like just advertised on the walls of it and stuff. Um, yeah, but that's, that, 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 that's what we do. We test games and talk about the ones we like. <laughs> yeah. That's part of the job. <laughs> that is part of what we do here. Yes. Oh man, uh, we can go ahead and start talking about news. There's some uh, pretty dense stuff here. Um, mm. So the usual one that we're going to be starting with. <laughs> yeah, we're going to start with the same thing we've been starting with for the past month. Uh, Overwatch Two was released, and hmm, that uh had some issues, to put it lightly. Still, because I think last week when we talked about it, it was pretty much unplayable. You had to go to like a Asian server. Last week was when it released, uh, and yeah. it was unplayable yeah. on release, mm-hmm. and it's still mm-hmm. encountering issues. I think it's like sort of playable now, but it's still encountering issues that uh, make it very difficult to play. Um, yeah, I was surprised that because I had been keeping up with like we knew we were going to be talking about this this week, so I had been keeping up with it all week. But I didn't know until I sat down and compiled everything just how much was going on with the overwatch two release in such a short span of time. It's only been a week. Like it's mm-hmm. insane. Um, so let's start with the opening. Uh, the game opened up and it had that usual deal where it had like the overloaded servers, uh, that you get with the other blizzard games. It happened with Diablo three. It happens with every single world of Warcraft expansion. Uh, that's standard. You kind of expect that, uh, it was unfortunately also accompanied by some DDoS attacks. There were two major ones that happened. Uh, this resulted in uh, mostly just fully not being able to play. There was a lot of long queue times. There were constant disconnects. There were some issues with accounts. The uh, they had to do uh, server maintenance takedowns. Uh, all of that. That was the opening. That was just uh, Tuesday when it released. Uh, I believe it was Tuesday. Um, it just wasn't playable. Uh, like you said, some people went to like Asian servers and did stuff there. Um, so the problem is after they fixed that enough to where people could actually play, that's when all the other things started happening. Uh, one major one was a chat bug that caused sending messages to randomly purchase skins in game. Uh, this was reportedly because of the way that inputs worked. Apparently, if you were, uh, say, in a menu for like purchasing a skin, if you were also typing, it would still read the inputs from your typing as being inputs for the store, and that could cause you to accidentally purchase something. Uh, this, uh, according to Blizzard, this was fixed, but they also didn't say 
so far if they would be actually refunding the in-game currency that was spent on the items. So there is a chance that you, if this happened to you, you might just not get your currency back. So that's unfortunate and kind of a problem. Absolutely. Uh, especially for a free-to-play game where that's meant to be how you pay for stuff. Um, another issue, uh, another big issue was the whole phone number kerfuffle. Um, I knew about the, like, needing a phone number, but I kind of didn't think about it too hard because I thought that, like, originally it was just like, oh, you just have to have a phone number attached to your account. You actually had to sign up for 2FA. Uh, the main problem with that, uh, there were two big problems with that. One, let's say you're in a household with multiple accounts, but you, for example, still have a landline where you only have one account or like you're a parent who has a cell phone and you use that and you don't have a child or like you have a child that wants to play on their own account, uh, but you only have the one phone. You need one phone number per account. So that means that that's out of the question. You need everyone needs to have a phone in order to play. Uh, then on top of that, apparently certain prepaid plans were not uh, eligible for this. If you had a prepaid plan, prepaid plan, uh, there was a good chance that you uh, would not be able to use your phone to play. Uh, big issue because lots of people have that when. I was growing up, I had prepaid plans. Uh, and even after I was, you know, out of the house on my own, uh, I had prepaid plans up until I think like, I want to say five or six years ago when I started actually being able to pay for like a, uh, not necessarily prepaid, like we still technically use prepaid plans. It's a bit mobile is what we use, uh, which is technically a prepaid plan. Apparently pre uh, mint mobile works fine, uh, as reported by some people. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't even know, like, whenever I think of prepaid plans, I think of, like, I'm buying 300 minutes or worth of, like, phone calls and texts or whatever, something dumb like that. Yeah, so I, prepaid plans refers to what you're saying, like, track phone and stuff like that, but it's also Boost Mobile, Cricket Wireless, stuff like that. Those are two major ones. I used Boost Mobile back in the day. Um, that would not be eligible. So seven ish years ago, I probably wouldn't have been able to play this game if this was uh, the same, you know? Um, so it was also a, a voice over IP phone. So like if you're using like a, like a Skype number or something like that, you wouldn't be eligible either. So I'm actually really happy that uh, this got the attention it did. Um, like a lot of outlets picked it up because they were pointing out a lot of people had pointed out like, if you're a poor person who like use has to use a prepaid plan because they can't afford a Verizon like plan or something like that, then you would not be able to play Overwatch two, uh, which is not cool. Like that's that really sucks. As someone who like grew up in that sort of situation, like that really sucks. Yeah, I was I was gonna say like, how are these people affording Overwatch? And I'm like, wait, Overwatch two is free. Overwatch one, what's not free? Yeah. Um, so thankfully, uh, at least some parts of this were lifted. Uh, Blizzard changed course saying that they would allow players who have had an account since June of 2021 play. Uh, they could play without a phone number. Uh, however, for anyone who doesn't have that, uh, 
they would still need a phone number and prepaid and VoIP phones still do not count. Uh, so it's still a problem because not everyone has played Overwatch 2 since 2021. Uh, and, you know, like new players wouldn't be able to play without a phone. That's like at least the prepaid phone thing. Just let them have their prepaid. Like this, the reason this is here is for one, because 2FA is helpful in keeping your account safe. But for them, this is also an issue of handling, uh, quote unquote, disruptive players or like cheaters, uh, yeah. you know, people, people that are generally bad for your toxic. experience. Yeah, toxic people and stuff. Um, 2FA stands for two-factor authentication for people who don't know. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, yeah, uh, I get trying something to deal with that and this isn't the only place that this is done i didn't know this apparently dota 2 for their ranked mode you actually have to have a phone number connected um i actually didn't know that i but, didn't know that uh i don't think this is the way or at least for the full game like if you had something like dota 2 where it was for ranked games like okay that's better mm -hmm. um Obviously, not everyone is entitled to play your game. You have a choice, but it feels like you're excluding people and you just don't care um, is how it comes off. Uh, this doesn't feel like the best way. I don't know if there is a better way. It doesn't feel like there. Uh, it feels like there should be a better way. <laughs> I mean, how was it before? Like, how, whenever we made, or whenever Blizzard made it so that your own name goes into your account during, like, what, Cataclysm or something like that? Or was it Wrath? Um, it was a real ID. Real ID. Like, that That already felt like a lot to me, but, like, a phone number just seems, like, extra. And we already had had the, uh, or at least I, I think I just already have two-factor authentication. Like, I have the thingy on my phone to log into like my blizzard accounts not that i've logged in in like a year or so but i guess that's like the same so i guess i would already have that yeah um and i suppose you probably do too then i probably have it set up um i haven't logged in a while so i don't know how exactly it would work it would just be a matter of trying to open overwatch 2 um which i haven't yet explicitly because all of this stuff is happening. It doesn't feel worth it to try to play at the moment. Um, yeah, so that's what's going on with that. Uh, like I said, they did sort of reverse course, but not all the way. So there still is a problem with it, but it's not as bad as it was before, at least. Um, moving on to the next thing. Uh, a minor thing that is actually not minor, but they said that uh, like once people were actually able to log in all of a sudden that means that matchmaking was going to experience heavier wait times because people were actually able to play the game now and were flooding in uh so it's like well that means that like that's a problem right so the problem is that now people are actually able to play but you planned on people being able to play right so is there nothing in line for that i don't know <laughs> It just feels like such a conundrum to have a game that is not, not able to play. And once it's able to be played, all of a sudden it's much harder to play. Uh, it feels silly. Um, it, it, it does. <laughs> yeah. 
as far as bugs go, there are also uh, plenty of those. Uh, some notable ones, there are two characters, uh, Bastion and Tor- Torbjorn, uh, who were temporarily disabled. Uh, the latter, Torbjorn, was apparently disabled for uh, an issue with one of their ability cooldowns. The former, Bastion, had uh, quite the bug, which was essentially an infinite ultimate bug, where they could just kind of pop off their ultimate repeatedly. I saw that. that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, when they did this, this also resulted in some sort of issue whereby a lot of people that had all their characters unlocked, all of a sudden were missing like a huge swath of uh, characters, something like a third of their players were, or their characters were unavailable to them. They were locked. Um, they said that this was apparently an issue with the servers improperly tracking player progression. And since they released that statement, some people were reporting that their issues were resolved. Some people were reporting that it was not resolved. So it's still kind of up in the air. Uh, there are other smaller bugs. Um, there's a thing with uh, May's ice wall uh, where there's a character called May who can make an ice wall. When you jump on it, it causes uh, players to rubber band. Um, Ash players have reported T-posing happening. And uh, there are also the other issues with uh, connectivity and crashing. So like people just getting disconnected from games, people just crashing altogether in certain areas of the game. Uh, yeah, yeah. God, new game, fresh, fresh bugs. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did see a video where there was like a guy playing May, and they were, he was in like the little, uh, loading not loading area, but the zone where you start to like go from to go into the map, like the ship or whatever. And he couldn't get out of it; it was locked. Like the walls were down, but other players could get out. Like they they would just like phase right through them as if they weren't there. But for some reason, he was locked to it. And he ended up like jumping up against the one wall and almost glitching out of the map. Oh no! He like, he, he like essentially like you could see him clip through it, and you could see like all the under like under stuff that you would see normally when you fall through a map. But like he just kept walking, and he like finally got out of the ship. But like he was just stuck in there for like I guess the beginning like time of the ma- match where like nothing actually happens because you can't like fight each other yet, I believe. But yeah. I thought that was like just another goofy glitch like uh, like the game's bound to have glitches but like as most people have noted like the game just it's just overwatch one but with some more stuff i guess <laughs> yeah I think it's, yeah they're really i mean so here's the thing you expect long server queue times especially for a blizzard game you you expect that whatever people are flooding in it's understandable. There's a whole deal about what it takes to make more servers and why you can't just like have more servers on release. I'm, I'm fine with that. Whatever. Uh, they underwent, um, DDoS attacks that also makes things rough. I understand that the issues are not just the connectivity at the beginning. It's been a week and you're still having troubles connecting, uh, for some people you're having all these bugs. One of the bugs I will note, uh, the chat bug that I mentioned that was making people just randomly purchase stuff. There were apparently reports during the beta of that issue happening. So that means that it was released with them having some knowledge of that bug existing in the game. Uh, that Confident, like they don't care. Yeah. Like, I don't know what else could be the thing. Like they're just not prioritizing it. Like it's so odd that, 
there's this much going on with the triple a game on really like you expect like i said you expect some bugs like every game is going to have bugs on release you're not going to avoid that at all but with this much going on and also some just choices that were delivered the phone thing they didn't predict anything happening with that like they didn't predict anyone being upset about it they just fully like i don't know what headset space you have to be in to have the idea to do that and not think about well what about people that have prepaid phones what about people with uh, voip phones like there's there's some level of just pure just we don't care going on there yeah it's hard to th- i would say it's hard to think of like everybody but like Blizzard's a big company or Activision, whatever. They they should have been able to think of something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all we've got for that, but it was quite a lot. I mean, my God. Uh let's go ahead and move on to a couple things that happened during TwitchCon. Uh the first thing we wanted to talk about was actually a continuation of a story we talked about before. And that was the Twitch revenue split. Uh, During TwitchCon, uh, Twitch's chief monetization officer spoke on the recent pending changes that they announced for the streamer revenue splits. Uh, Essentially, they just kind of doubled down on what they said before, saying that um, that uh, 70-30 split that people were suggesting remained permanent, that it wasn't viable. they're very vague about like the reasoning. Um, all they said was it wasn't viable. They said stuff like, quote, uh, it is simply not viable for Twitch or the long term. Uh, didn't give much reasoning for that. Uh, when people point out uh, how like the parent company is Amazon and Amazon makes a bunch of money, the response to that was, quote, Amazon expects Twitch to survive and thrive as a sustainable business. Um, so the only definite thing we got was a no to the idea that we maintain a 70, 30 split for all the content creators. Uh, there were a couple quotes that I wanted to note here though. Uh, one of them was that he, uh, stated while listing, you know, the other, um, opportunities that there were, uh, other Twitch tools uh, quote, to make more money on the audiences you already have. Uh, another quote that he gave was that he also claimed that uh, the revenue for Twitch streamers has increased uh, 27% year over year over year, uh, and the content creators are earning three times as much as you would have five years ago. So a couple things. Um they're talking about like other tools to make more money on the audiences you already have. First of all, this is one of those tools. Uh, second of all, you are basically asking streamers to try to find other ways to get money out of people so that they, the people can keep giving money, but it goes to Twitch. Like, yeah. cause the people are still supposed to be spending money on like uh, direct revenue to them. So, what you're saying is what ask streamers to just ask for them to donate more money. Like, yeah, this is supposed to be their job. So you shouldn't be taking so much of their money. Like this like, is their this content. Whole, this whole thing is really dumb. Like no matter how you look at it, it's rich people 
screwing over rich people, if that makes sense, because the people who had the 70-30 split were only like the top, the very top 1%. Very few people had it, from what I understand. Yes, but also they are arguing to make that 70-30 split for everyone. That was part of the argument. That's part of what he's saying no to is, no, we can't mm-hmm. give everyone that 70-30 split. Well, well they they want to make all the people who have the 70-30 50-50 like everybody else. Right. Or 50, 50, is it 50-50? Yeah, 50-50. Yeah, it'll be 70-30 for the first uh, 100,000, and then it'll go down to 50-50 after Ju- that. Just for the people that have the 70-30, which Correct. is a very much the rich. This is the rich messing with the rich but with that one quote that says like revenue has increased 27 percent year over year over year like couldn't you apply that and vice versa and be like we have the money like as twitch couldn't they just be like we have the money these people can have what they have like you could apply like reverse logic that yeah i did note that they were very vague about why they don't have the money um I would venture to guess that they were vague about it because they do have the money uh, as Twitch as a company themselves and not as like parent company giving Twitch money or anything. Like I think Twitch itself is, is making a sustainable amount of money to be able to pay their content creators. I don't think that's the problem. Um, The, and what I would note about them saying that they make more every year is you can't brag about them making more every year and then take the money away in response to it like that doesn't that's not bragging that's just throwing it in their faces that you're just taking their money at that point yeah it's like Like, hell we're making more money but we're gonna take away your money but like what like come on that doesn't make sense literally you just said you're making more money (laughs) ah like it's hard for me to care about this because none of this affects me at all none of the streamers i watch are the 70 30 people none of them i don't watch any of them so this doesn't affect me there. And no matter how this goes, it just doesn't affect me. It's just rich people screwing over rich people. I, I do have the caveat of thinking like, I don't, I know streamers get a lot of money. Like the, the ones at the very top get a lot of money. And I won't disagree with that. I think mm-hmm. even among the, the pop, the more popular streamers that even you might be thinking of, a lot of them aren't making nearly as much money uh either as you think or especially as much as Twitch and or Amazon is making. Like this is the ultra rich making more money off of the people that are richer than us. Like like and I, I would say the people who are part of the 7030 have millions of dollars. Yeah. I'm, they're I'm they're very I think most of them do, yeah. E- even the ones there's like one or two streamers I watch who do have like thousands of people. Even they said they're like I don't even have the 70 30 is what they said. And that those people make millions. So like, (laughs) this is just, I guess you said the very, very rich messing over the rich. And it's just like, do I care? Like for one, I don't think they should do this because like they, if they shouldn't take away the 70 30, in my personal opinion, because that that's what they gave them initially. Like they should just be grandfathered in just say, these people have it. That's that. But like, and they kind of are doing that to some extent, but like, not really, and I, I don't care. I don't even care to talk about it anymore. It's... I just think that, um, for me, my thing is that the horse that I have in this race is that I do think that it's good to advocate for everyone uh, on the platform to be able to have that 70-30 split. Yeah. And they are, to yeah. some extent, advocating for that, and that's good. I think for all their faults, you can give the, the higher-up streamers, the higher-up content creators, 
they do tend to advocate for the people under them as well, is what I will say. Tend to. I know that some of them are whatever. You can't expect everyone to be an advocate. But I it, do, it does seem that whether you want to say it's performative or not, uh, they do at least outwardly advocate for uh, everyone else on the platform, it feels like. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, if anything, everybody should get it, but that's obviously not going to happen. So Yeah. But I mean, that's that's my horse in this race is that everyone should get it. Like, yeah. it's not just that <laughs> not I want the, the rich people to get to keep their money. I want everyone to be, have that opportunity. It's just that like, the exact opposite is happening. Even the rich people aren't going to have it. They're going to have a, a watered down version of it. <laughs> yeah. So it's hard to even ask for everybody to have it when not, not even the one percent are going to have it now. Like, the actual what they would have been having. Yeah. Uh, but that's like the the more concrete on that. Uh, so as far as we know, at the moment, their position is clear and they are not changing their minds is what we're getting from them. Yeah, you could say this is pretty uh, for the one percent. This is pretty backbreaking. Ha. Hmm. Speaking of backbreaking, uh, <laughs> not to make light of an injury. You did uh, not me. I don't think I said that. You said, uh, huh. <laughs> anyways, um, so another thing that happened at TwitchCon, uh, streamer Adriana Chechik uh, broke her back in two places following a jump in a foam pit during uh, an event at TwitchCon San Diego this weekend. Uh, the injury took place during an event held by uh, Lenovo, where streamers could uh would they would attempt to knock each other off these pillars uh seeing over a that are overseeing a foam pit uh they use like foam poles it's like a gladiator style competition um after uh her match chechik jumped off of the platform uh and she landed on her tailbone uh this resulted in her, you know, she was kind of laughing it off, but in the video you could tell she was in pain and luckily someone noticed and helped her. Uh, the incident actually uh, prompted other people to share their injuries involving the foam pit, revealing that this is actually not uncommon. Um, so uh, that actually also called into question how safe the foam pit was. Uh the other person that was in the video in question, uh, who was also a friend of Chechik's, uh, her name is Edibot. Uh, she also claims that she experienced back pain during the rest of the night uh, following her own fall into the ball pit. Uh, she also started a Twitter thread wherein other people came forward. At Lock Vaness apparently dislocated her knee. Uh, Chris Ricks claimed to have back pain and was unable to walk most of the night. Uh, and then there was also a photo shared of an unidentified person who appears to have sustained an ankle injury as a resort of uh, something involving the foam pit. Um, apparently, according to the attendees, the pit was still open shortly after Chechik's injury. injury. Uh, however, the Washington Post reported that the attraction was later closed as a result of injuries, but they also said that reportedly people were quote, breaking rules. Um, yeah, if you look at the video, if you just look at, like, some of the pictures, like, it's, it seems very clear that it was unsafe. Like, 
uh, people were uh, people involved were saying that the pit was very shallow and that was probably a good reason for it. And you could tell it was shallow, especially uh, after people fell into it. You noticed they weren't sinking very far. Uh, and the foam pit was comprised of these like foam squares. I personally don't think the foam squares looked very soft. Like just visually, if you looked at them, even without anyone touching them, they just didn't look soft. They didn't look something you wanted to fall into. From what I understand, like if you, if there is an actual pit, they still use very similar squares, but a normal pit would be deeper, but how much deeper? Um, that one was, from what I understand, from someone who was there, they said that was two squares deep, if that makes sense. And each square is around like six to eight inches, I believe. Or square. Yeah, they're squares, right? Yeah. Cubes. Square cubes. Cube, uh, two cubes deep. A normal pit like that is normally eight cubes deep. That is significantly less. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, the density of the cube isn't what... Is the problem here? I think they're supposed to be fairly like that. That's oh, that's appropriate, I believe. But like, it's supposed to. It's just not. It just they, they messed up. Like this is all Twitch's fault. Even if people who watched the video said like, "Oh, the one lady literally jumped on of her own volition." Like, yeah, she was told it was safe. <laughs> like that's not on her. Yeah, they, some like, people, people were commenting about. Uh, some people were commenting about like waivers that were signed and saying like the waiver was. Uh, going to protect them and it's like well no because even if they signed a waiver they signed a waiver with the uh, intent that the foam pit was up to standards uh, yeah exactly like that it would it would function that it would be fine like even if you say she know. jumped into the pit right like the whole point of the event was that you are getting knocked into the pit like ideally you would want a pit that uh, reacts well to you being knocked into a pit, assuming that you couldn't always control your fall if you're being whacked with a pole. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like in the video, like Adriana, she knocks the other person, uh, the Eddie bot in, into the pit and she falls and she's whatever. And then she's like in victory. She jumps. She does like a high kick or whatever. And she just falls right onto her tailbone. And like, you could say, yeah, that's her fault for jumping, but like, yes, she was told it was safe. She was told it was a foam pit, and a foam yeah, pit exactly. is usually soft. Not, not, not a foam uh, puddle. Like, <laughs> um, so I could see, like, though, I could see Twitch just being like, yeah, she fell on her own. This is her fault. Like, but no, <laughs> you lied about how safe it was, Twitch. So this is on you. <laughs> and uh, she said she had to have a metal rod put in her back. Yeah. Yeah, which which is probably permanent. But like this, this sucks. <laughs> this sucks to get a metal rod put in. <laughs> yeah, it definitely sucks. Um, I will, uh, I will say, so far it doesn't look like anyone's talking about uh, any legal ramifications. Uh, I will also note that if you noticed uh, in them saying that they were closing, one of the things they said was that people were reportedly quote breaking rules which sounds like some early ground covering to me, if I'm just being cynical. Uh, you know, it's easy to, like, blame people for sustaining injuries as a result of breaking rules. I'm sure the rules were, like, don't jump in a certain way or something, and that was, like, the rule, like, don't dive head first into the, the pool, the pit, yeah. and it's just like, yeah, <laughs> you'd break your neck. <laughs> it's good that but, no like, one tried that. Yeah, I, I hope not. And it's 
I, I imagine someone just jumped and they hurt their ankle from based on that one injury. And it's That's just what like, I would well, assume, yeah. That shouldn't happen in a ball pit or in a foam pit. Like you should fall fairly deep and be able to get out. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to work. But it wasn't. Yeah. Unfortunate stuff. Um, another quick story, real quick. Uh, we're done with TwitchCon, as far as we know, um, for stuff to talk about. Uh, one other quick thing that I saw: uh, Bayonetta three. Apparently, the voice actor for Bayonetta is going to be replaced. Um, the original voice actor, Helena Taylor, won't be returning. Uh, this was discovered in an interview with Game Informer from director Yusuke Miyata. Uh, they said that it was due to, over, quote, overlapping circumstances. Uh, luckily, as far as replacements go, it's a pretty good one. They have uh, Jennifer Hale replacing... Uh, Helena. Uh, Jennifer Hale is widely known, uh, particularly for her role as Femshep in Mass Effect Trilogy, the female version of Commander Shepard, so the main character. Um, she does a very good job with uh, voice acting work. She's done some other stuff. She was uh, Overwatch, or, or I'm sorry, she was Ash in Overwatch. Um, she was Bastila Shan in Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, she has lots of different voice acting credits. You can, if you just search her on IMDb, she has a lot going for her. So, uh, very experienced voice actress. Yeah, she'll be talented. She'll she'll do fine. Yeah, I am sure she will be fine. I don't I don't know if there's like diehard Bayonetta three Bayonetta like voice actress fans where they're like, we want I'm, the same voice. I'm sure there are because like people, I'm sure it's still the same voice actress that they have in Smash and everything. I don't know to what extent, but like. Uh, that's all. That's usually the thing with like voice actors, where they they just like that voice actor. But like, if they're not that different, then some, the plebs won't notice. But if they if, she, if if she's different enough that like people notice, and those people, those diehard fans will just be like, oh, they either like or they don't like the voice or whatever. Um, yeah, a lot of times you can't tell. Yeah, I probably won't care <laughs> to be yeah. honest. If I do get to play the game, I'm kind of light on playing buying new games lately. But like, if I do, I don't think I'll mind because Femship has a pretty. Um, I'm just gonna say Femshep. Like that voice is already like pretty much in the like deeper range. If that makes sense, like I'm sure she'll be fine. Yeah, deeper range, very commanding voice. Yeah, which is essentially Bayonetta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all the news we got for day today. Um, we can talk about some upcoming games before we go. Yeah, do we want to start with the one we're probably gonna talk about the longest first? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's also the first one I have listed, so that makes the most sense. Uh, so we got uh, Dragon Ball The Breakers. You want to do the synopsis, or do you want me to do it? I'll let you do it. So, Dragon Ball The Breakers is an online asymmetrical action game in which a band of seven ordinary citizens tries to survive the raider, a classic Dragon Ball rival such as Cell, Frieza, or Boo, who hunt and evolve into an unstoppable force so this is asymmetrical horror essentially kind of um the other games that are like like what's, what's, there's a big game that's exactly like that it's like the big one for this genre right um yeah uh yeah what is it what, what's the dead game by daylight dead by daylight where yep. it's you know that you got this big hawking person like chasing the average people down 
This this is weird. This is Dragon Ball. When I hear Dragon Ball, I think of Saiyans. I think of fighting. That's not what this is. This is for like the oolongs and the balmas who are on the front of it. Uh, you know, the average person. That's where this is Dragon Ball. But these are all the characters they mentioned are all Dragon Ball Z characters. But anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah, whenever I saw it, it definitely caught me off guard. But then I was like, you know what? I'm here for it. Like, those other characters are kind of just always on the sidelines. So seeing a version of them uh, where they're just kind of doing stuff, I think is pretty interesting. Um, so I see that Cell and Freeza are there. They did mention Boo. I don't know if Boo is currently going to be in the game on release. Uh, but those are like the three main baddies anyways uh, across the original Z series. Uh, yeah, across the Z for sure. Like, I think those are the Z, all the Z bad guys. My question, of like side, side ones, yeah. yeah, my question for you is who do you want to see other than them? I wouldn't mind if they did like some of the like side characters, like maybe do like a, a Raditz, like Goku's brother for like okay. a short one. Just because like That'd be a Saiyan who was who was bad. But like if you go into other evil Saiyans, you're getting to like Nappa. You can't do Vegeta, that would be weird. But like I think that it'd be good to have a Saiyan of some sort, but uh, I don't know how I feel about this game in general, to be fair. I, I've never even like really gotten too much into the asymmetrical horror games. Yeah, I haven't gotten into them. I like the concept of breakers. Um but I don't know about gameplay wise if it's something that I'll care for. Right. Um, right. I, I do have another thing. Maybe maybe a question for you. Would, what characters would you like to see? Oh to my play? god! Like the people running away. Because I have a funny one. Wait. So who's in there? Let me. I don't. I, it looks like most of the people are just like the like characters that aren't actually in there. I think the. I see Oolong and Bulma, which Bulma is like Dragon Ball Bulma. Yeah, it's Dragon. It's um. That's like late Dragon Ball Bulma. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah, so Survivors, you have just the Avatar. And then I know who I'm thinking Oolong of first, and, but I don't know if she's in there. Long and Bulma are like skins. They're not like, they don't function any differently. Oh, okay. But yeah, uh, who, 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 who would you say? Launch. Launch? Yeah. She's a psychopath though with guns. <laughs> <laughs> um, She is old though in the later series. Or she should be old. I don't know. What I was going to say is if these characters did have abilities similar, I think kind of that's how Dead by Daylight is where like the individual characters do have abilities that they could do some kind of unique thing. Yeah. Is they could have Yamcha. <laughs> and he his thing is he can kind of fight for like a second. And then if he don't get out, he dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he surprises <laughs> with the wolf fame fix fist and then runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he just but catches like, them a he, little off guard. It's like, oh wait, this one's actually fighting me. It's like a stun, but then it's just like he's gonna die if you don't go. And then your death but, animation is just the crater. Yeah, yeah, it's the crater. Like, <laughs> doesn't matter how you hit how they hit him. He's just the crater. Um, I, that's the kind of thing. Like I, I want them to lean into how like dumb this is because like. The horror aspects of this, like, are interesting because, like, in, in in the Cell Saga, there is like horror to it because whenever he's trying to evolve, he is just like stabbing and absorbing random people and trying to like get enough to like evolve. 
Yeah, you get shots of just empty, like, wasted cities and stuff like that. Like, it does have that sort of horror aspect to it that it seems to have drawn from. Even though, and then the same for Boo, where he was just going around eating people, turning them into candy and eating them. But ultimately, these characters don't evolve. Both of them, Cell and Boo, Frieza just gets stronger. But, like, Cell and Boo don't evolve till they eat, like, a person of significance. For Cell, he had to eat one of the android twins. Um, 17 or 18 to like go to his next level. Yeah. Um, And then Boo had to go and eat his other selves, I believe. And then he would, he would, he also would have to eat like, uh, what was it? Gohan or, and, and um, Piccolo and stuff. And he would get like a slightly better version. But ultimately I think for him to go into Super Boo originally, from Fat Boo to Super Boo, he absorbed like the darker Boo. I can't remember the name of the Slim Boo. I don't remember. Um, and then for him to turn into Kid Boo, I forget who he ate to turn into Kid Boo, but he froze up whenever that happened, I believe. I but thought yeah, he my, lost like everyone and turned into Kid Boo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened. He essentially ended up eating everybody, and then whenever that happened, he just froze and then turned into Kid Boo, and then ultimately they went back in the side of him or something. I can't even remember. It's been so long since I watched Z. It was a lot. <laughs> but my, my, the thing I'm trying to say is they didn't actually get much stronger off of the average people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is probably like one of the more interesting um, plot holes of the game. Uh, maybe they'll have an explanation for it. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess, like, having to have people evolve is what makes it work, which is why the villain that I want to see probably won't be in there. But I, my thought, first thought was, like, Majin Vegeta. Oh, okay. I mean, he, he kills people. I mean, he does go further into, like, Super Saiyans. I think Majin Vegeta just goes up to Super Saiyan 2. Was he not Super Saiyan 2 before that? I guess not. I don't know. Both? <laughs> <laughs> Super Saiyan um, 2.5? No, that's the big one. No, no, no. 1. That was like a, send- a big one. Yeah, ascended or whatever. Yeah. But uh, the points we're, we're trying to make here is it's <laughs> going to be, there's going to be some liberty, liberties being taken to like make, not lore accurate, but just to like tell the story or whatever's going on. Like, I kind of want to play it. Yeah, it's surprising. I noticed it was only $20 for the, the base edition. So yeah. I was I was surprised yeah. to see that. <laughs> Who asked for this game, by the way? It's so weird. You know, you you make enough Dragon Ball Z universes and you're like, where else what do we got? Like we're at we've made so many Budokai's and Xenoverses and we've got like this cool uh Arxis fighting game. Like we got what else are we gonna do? Let let's yeah. just put Oolong in there and see what happens. Let's get Yajirobe out here. Oh, hell yeah. He did Yajirobe something could, once. Can also be another kick. He cut off a tail or two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he was pretty important He's for that. Important. For that moment. Dragon Ball. All these characters were so much better in Dragon Ball. They, <laughs> they like actually fought Goku on an equal level to some extent. For some Nobody watched Dragon Ball. <sighs> Dragon Ball's so good. It's I didn't shonen. watch Dragon Ball, if I'm being honest with you. It's so good. It's actually a shonen, <laughs> unlike actual Dragon Ball Z, which is just a fight fest. Which is fine. I'm just saying Dragon Ball is like more of a traditional adventure, Shannon. Yeah. Anyways, 
that's that game. Uh, it's cheap. It's twenty dollars. Um, when's it come out? Uh, October fourteenth. So that is this Thursday, Friday, Friday. This Friday. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. Uh, let's talk for much less time about the rest of the games. <laughs> to be honest, we only had as much to say about Dragon Ball because we watched the anime. Like, you only watched you, you didn't watch all the anime apparently. I, yeah. I watched Z. I know Frieza, Cell, and Boo. Yeah, you watched Super, I assume. I watched the clips of Super. You're such an awful person. In an order that made things sort of make sense. Yeah, anyways, <laughs> fake, fake fan here. Let's go. Let's continue. Um. All right, so the next one we got is uh, Scorn. This comes out also on Friday, October 14th. Uh, this is just a, like, it's an FPS adventure horror game. Uh, it's very gory. It has, like, body horror to it. It has a large focus on in-game storytelling. So they said there's no cutscenes in it. You're just getting all of your information through interacting with the environment there's a lot of focus on character animations where you're actually touching things in the environment and picking them up but looking at them uh and dealing with stuff that way there's a lot of puzzles in the game uh, a lot of emphasis on exploration it's an open world game meant to be non-linear uh their whole idea is just you get dropped in this foreign world and you just don't know what's going on you have to piece it together as you go yeah, this looks scary. I'm not into gore or body horror or any of that stuff. Well, get used to it. It's spooky season. I don't know. I can do cute spooky where it's it's, it's spooky adjacent. I said spooky, not spoopy. I like spooky. Well, it's spooky. Hmm. <laughs> uh, anyways, that comes out on the 14th. this Friday. Uh, next one we have here is Potionomics. Uh, this is a potion shop simulator uh, where it also incorporates deck building into it. Uh, there are yeah. a lot of the like potion shop simulator things going on, like a lot of those lately. Yeah, yeah, there there is. I think, you know, it's, it used to be pirates and ninjas that would go in, in and out of the seasons. But now, you know, now it's other stuff like potions. Stuff. Now they're doing like alchemy. Like that's that's the next thing is just people... Ruin potions. Uh, yeah, uh, the little blurb for this one uh, is kind of cool. It's a little different than some of the other potion ones. Uh, this one, you've inherited your uncle's potion shop and a huge debt. I've heard that before. Um, <laughs> so you better get brewing, customize your store, hire heroes to gather ingredients, befriend or romance fellow vendors. It's the dating sim to learn new haggling strategies and go head to head with competitors in this in a narrative driven deck building simulator. So it's different than other potion games. I feel because. I feel like the other one I talked talked about recently was more of a like, um, like an adventure game, and also had like a puzzle mechanics to the uh, potion making. It was like more of a life sim, like Stardew Valley yeah. type deal. Yeah, but this is okay, a deck building, dating sim. Yeah, this job. is just about building up your shop and like yeah. selling shit and like becoming a master potion economics i guess <laughs> there economist was, there, was this, there was this old game that came out an indie game that came out like i want to say like 12 years ago or something called i think it was called Reketeer or receder it was like a jrpg where you were like a shop owner 
and half of the game was just hiring heroes to go out into dungeons to get the items for you so you could sell them and haggle them and stuff. I think uh, I remember that game. Yeah, I, I liked the idea of it. Um, it was cool, <laughs> but it was pretty indie, I suppose, or just very Japanese. Uh, it's, it's, this is this kind of reminds me of like, running the shop aspect of it and having heroes get ingredients for you, the whole aspect of it. Yeah, I do remember that game. I didn't look too much into it, but I is remember it. Is it Receder or is it Reketeer? I can't. I'm um, not English, I don't English well. I don't. The, I mean, that word's not English. It's like I would say, I would say Reketeer, but it could be. Racketeering is a whole illegal thing. Racketeer is an illegal thing. It, <laughs> uh, it could be Reseteer. I don't know. That's a weird word. Anyways, we're not talking about that game. Okay, sorry. Uh, next game, uh, this one's Against the Storm. This is a dark fantasy roguelite city builder. Uh, I'm going to pull it up. I'm sorry. Okay. I'll just read the thing. You while you do that? Yeah, do A that. dark fantasy city builder where you must rebuild civilization in the face of apocalyptic rains. Maybe like acid rain. As the Queen's Viceroy lead humans beavers. Lizards and harpies to reclaim the wilderness and secure a future for civilization's last survivors. Beavers, huh? Yeah. I mean, they're, they seem to be lumped in with the normal, like, quote-unquote bad races. Like, you're usually fighting like lizards and harpies. Yeah, and like humans. Hum- I mean, you you do fight humans, too, usually, uh, in games. So are humans. I mean, they kind of suck. I want RPGs where humans are the bad guys. Like, there have been RPGs where humans are the bad guys. But I want more. Humans are bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyways. So this is a space building colony simulator. Yeah, this is where this is one of those games where you're just building up a city. Um, it's just set in this kind of dark fantasy post-apocalyptic deal. Yeah. Like every time I watch like a little like a gif gif like video like thing of like videos on like these city builders, it almost reminds me of, like Warcraft three, like uh like when you're building up a base. Like, yeah, just that stuff just makes me so happy. And then I'm like, I probably won't have fun with this. Yeah, it looks fun. But then whenever you start playing, there's just so much to manage and you get tired. Yeah, the closer it tired. becomes more of a um, a civilization style game, the more it becomes like that, the less I care. Yeah, I mean, at least just... for me with like games like Civ, like I, I play a lot of I've played a lot of Civ 6 and like at least whenever you're playing casually with people, you can take your time with it. And uh, I don't know. It feels less complicated to me. Like it felt complicated when I first started playing feel felt less complicated as I continued. And I just treated it like a board game. Really long board game. Very long board game. Uh, anyways, um, next one is, oh, uh, Against the Storm comes out October 18th. Um, next one is a Plague Tale Requiem. This comes, also comes out October 18th. Uh, this is a sequel to A Plague Tale Innocence. So, uh, very popular, narrative-driven, very beautiful-looking game. Very yeah, dreary. Yeah, this is like a triple-A game. <laughs> yeah, um... I mean, they they win like fancy awards. Like, uh, I believe uh, this one, uh, Requiem, was featured at the uh, Tribeca Film Festival. Uh, so, like, 
pretty uh, well known for its like visuals, at least. Um, so, I mean, well known for that. This one comes out on the 18th. Uh, I still have yet to play Innocence, but I want to. I do own it, so uh, they look really nice. Like there's these these games are the games that I'm usually more interested in. I just never get a chance to like sit down and play them and like focus on them. You want to be in a certain headspace when you play games like this. At least I what do. Is that headspace like what like like what? It's like I can tune out the entire world and like focus on it and just be immersed in that world oh okay like okay so if it's like narrative driven you just you just want this to be everything you're just like invested and not getting taken out of it yeah i don't want to have to think about anything else or get interrupted and that's very what difficult you need, yeah is to not have any animals specifically dogs or uh family members to interrupt you yeah uh, or do all the house cooking so i think you're screwed yeah that's gonna be difficult uh <laughs> That comes out October 18th, which is next Tuesday. Uh, last one, real quick. This is Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. This one's actually an Epic exclusive. Um, this is also out on October 18th. It is a 4v1 asymmetrical PvP game. Uh, it's set in the Ghostbuster universe, obviously. So this is just you're busting some ghosts, and four of you are the busters, and one of you is the ghost. It's an asymmetrical game it is it is like the breakers but ghostbusters cool is there like a variety <laughs> in like ghost stuff um presumably right like at least the one that they did mention slimer uh i will say the price uh caught me off guard because it's pretty pi uh, pricey for what i would expect uh, i believe this one was 50 dollars what you're saying is I should just play the breakers instead of this. Yeah, breakers is twenty dollars, so I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh it starts at forty dollars. Which is still more than I would expect for this type of game. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh like I hadn't even heard this was coming out until uh, recently, like until I had to look up games for this week, like I'm surprised. I mean, Ghostbusters is a big enough name. You'd think that like it'd be getting some sort of like maybe I'm just out of the loop. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I heard of this either. Like you, you'd think a a title such as this would have like commercials and stuff. Maybe there are, and we just haven't seen them. Uh, let me look at the developer. Yeah, I was just checking that out. I can't even pronounce that. Oh, they were the ones behind Arcade Again. Okay. Chris, what's Arcade Again? Arcade Again was a, or still is, I guess, like sort of a like third-person shooter mission-based game you could play solo or with friends. Um, it has like cool-ish visuals, but like. Uh, I don't know. Like, it just didn't seem like it was super great. Like, it was just like a sort of roguelike mission-based third-person shooter. Weird Borderlands. Any? Uh, we're not talking about that game. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's uh, that's all we got for games coming up this week. 
Uh, this month is also a good week for uh, games, it seems like, uh, from what I was looking up, coming up. So, pretty yeah. decent games. I mean, the most notable of the ones that we've got here is probably Dragon Ball um, or maybe a Playtale. Some of these games are too expensive for my blood. Yeah, it's it's been it's been that way lately. It's inflation, you know. It's inflation. Even though uh, video games haven't been too much far over like the sixty dollar price point, like it's a rare that we see like a seventy. I feel like they're trying to scoot that way. I don't know if you noticed, but like a no, lot of especially the AAA games to me. Uh, seem mm-hmm. to be doing this thing where they have that tier system of like, here's the base game, right? And, and here's then the that's rest like, of the game. Yeah, here's like $60 game. More. And then like, you can pay $10 more for this special edition that has more content and stuff. For all the content we already made that's part of the game that should be part of the game, but here you gotta spend $10 more. I mm, disagree with that. I also disagree with that, but that's like, but- I think that's just the goal. The end goal of that is to slowly raise the price hopefully without people noticing in a way that makes them just fully stop buying games. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, it wouldn't upset me to like for them to increase the price. Cause like there is some inflation points to it. Like I understand to some extent, but also no, but also I don't buy triple A games. So. Right. And if they were going to raise their price, I would want the people making the games to be compensated. Yes. Uh, in pace not. with that, which they're not. Yep. <laughs> That's my biggest problem with it. Like, sure, raise the prices if you're going to, like, either pay your employees better or uh, give them better working conditions or both. But don't uh, don't raise the prices just to put it in the CEO's pocket, please. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything. He or she didn't do anything. They didn't do anything, correct. Yeah. Well, we don't have to keep going because that's a tangent we shouldn't broach on at the end of the episode. Nope. Yeah, uh, we can go ahead and head out. Uh, So with that, thank you all for listening. We appreciate it, and we will talk to you next week. And don't forget to do your dailies. And your weeklies.